Hello out there in podcast land again. This is Severin Henderson back again with another episode of Department 3C Presents, a podcast. Today I have, again, I always say one of my good friends, but this is really, really, really one of my good friends. Um, my buddy, Jake Byros, we did a um, promo for him last week for his window washing company. And I figured, I said, hey, well, I did that. At least let me get you on and get the opportunity to talk to you. So the premise of this episode and the topic of this episode is moving from cities, from one city to another, being a firefighter. That's kind of what I talk about a little bit in the book, just when you have to go to a different city or a different place. And Jake had the opportunity to do that two times. He went to the city of Memphis, then he came here to Chicago. He's from Cleveland with me. We knew each other in Cleveland, and then when we got here together and we were in the academy, people were amazed at the fact that we knew each other. And then we were roommates. It was like the easiest, best roommate I ever had. It was just simple, seamless it was just cool. So, and just knowing each other made a friend for life. Our families hang out with each other like our family families, like parents' families. So, I've met Jake's parents, been to his house, and got to play with his um, parents' dogs and stuff. And they like bit at me and everything. <laughs> so, that's why I say um, we get we got a good chance to hang out with each other and got to know each other really well. We stayed together for a few years. We even used to joke, say, we're going to be roommates till we're 50, and we just going to hang out and be roommates. But we grew up and did stuff. So with all that being said, Jake Byros, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for inviting me down. Absolutely. Um, I had to invite you down just because I've been doing the podcast, doing the show. I've had all kind of people on. So I said, well, I got to get one of my one of my buddies, my best buddy my best white buddy <laughs> <laughs> to be on too so i had to i had to get you on there and and i appreciate you being able to come and hook up with me so thank you uh, no problem so like i said this episode is about moving so tell me kind of your journey to how you got to chicago in the first place man like you said um i started my career in cleveland i was a single role medic for cleveland ems mm-hmm. and i wasn't there long i saw the writing on the walls they did not treat their employees good uh-huh. and i knew i did not want to spend my career there yeah so i was testing everywhere um this job in memphis came up and everybody was flocking there and going they mm-hmm. were offering us a sign-on bonus they paid for our move the mm-hmm. whole nine yards so I went for it. Was I like twenty four, maybe twenty five years old? Mm-hmm. So you know, packed up and went. Okay. Um, wasn't easy leaving home. I had to get my house ready to move to uh, rent, mm-hmm. so I had to worry about that. But other than that, I just packed up and went. And uh, I was there for about a year and a half. Uh, yeah, if that year and a half, and then I I took the um, test for Chicago in '06. And I went to Memphis in 07, and then they called, called started processing in 08, and we were hired 08, in 09. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so I was I was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what they say <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's what they say here, right. You was there for a cup of coffee. So when you 
I remember I got the Memphis letter as well because at the time they were targeting paramedics. Yes. And if you took national registry in Ohio, where we're from originally, is it was is where national registry is. Columbus. Right. So they got that database and they said that we're just going to send it to everybody. And I remember, like you said, they were paying for people to move there. They were paying um, an extra bonus, uh, like all the gear in the world and everything else. And it just seemed like a really cool opportunity. I know a lot of people that went to Memphis, too, um, just like yourself. So can you tell me anything about Memphis and why you were there? Uh, when I was there, I definitely like the North more than the South. Mm-hmm. And as you know what I – joked around for years what the mentality there is why do today what we can do tomorrow (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) 10 years later and i still remember that yep um i liked it it was different it was good Mm -hmm. um when i first moved there everybody sounded like boomhauer to me (laughs) i couldn't understand anybody okay and then all the guys at the firehouse say well oh you damn yankee Mm -hmm. that's what i heard all the time yep from being up north and they were down south it was a good adventure they treated me well Okay. Um, but I'm I'm happy to be back up in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, for me, Chicago was a a great move because it was just right far away. Uh, like you could, it's far enough where you could get back if something happened. That's what you you hit the nail on the head there. So when I was there, that was when I first moved there. I was homesick. I was driving home all the time. Mm-hmm. That was a long drive, twelve hours, seven hundred and forty miles, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was a hike. And uh, when I got hired in Chicago, it was the best of all worlds. Like, I'm back in the Midwest, and I'm in a reasonable distance to home. Right. Five and a half, six hours near there. Right. Now, you said you were taking tests all over. Where I know I was. we both were because we were right in that same pool of, hey, I'm trying to get a job anywhere. And, again, like I said, that's part of the thing that I emphasize in the book is, you know, go take tests. Go take tests everywhere if this is what you want to do with being a firefighter. So where are some of the places you took tests at? Uh, locally, pretty much every suburb of Cleveland. Yeah. Not every suburb, but a, a vast amount. Uh, also... Let's see, Cincinnati, Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, those were some of the big ones. Okay. But other than that, it would be the suburbs. Those are the only other two big ones. Okay. Oh, Vegas. 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 Oh, yeah. Cause I didn't do so well on that one because I, I didn't call the night before. I didn't call it an early night. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got my letter, I wasn't shocked at all. So you had a what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas <laughs> yeah. time there. Yep. Okay. I, you know what? And they – Back at the time, I remember they were having lateral transfers for North Las Vegas as I, well as regular Vegas, too. And I think that's who I took the t- I don't remember if it was Las Vegas or North Las Vegas because my mom actually lived in North Las Vegas. Okay. And I, I had never heard of it until they sent the letter like, hey, come take our test. And I, I didn't I didn't make that trip. I, the, the last trip I was going to make that I didn't make was um, Honolulu because I remember – my chief at the time gave me a Honolulu, Hawaii test, and I'm like, and I was thinking, like, how am I gonna get this ticket to go there? Just to, and if I have to go back for anything else, what? How can I do this? Cause, I mean, we were working part time jobs, and I wasn't making a lot of money. It's not like I had a sponsor to send me to take <laughs> fire tests. So yeah, that would be a tough one going all the way there. Yeah. So um, I took DC, Houston. Atlanta, Florida. I remember a lot of people go to Florida because they had the county 
system. Like you took you took one test and then they would like just pull you from different Oh, for multiple different departments. Yes, yes. Man, so you really tested a, a lot more broader area than me. I was just trying to get a job. Because we were too young to take. I knew I wanted to do be a firefighter. And I'm a little bit older than you. And I remember I was too young to take Cleveland's test. And so you had to be too young to take Cleveland's test. And then they gave the test when we were in the academy. So that was like 10 years when I turned um, 18 and people – and the, I remember I, a lot of my fire friends like, hey, why don't you come back and take the test to keep your options open? I said, well, I'm here now. So <laughs> – but speaking of that, you went and took Cleveland test, right? Uh, I took the Cleveland test actually – what was that, maybe four or five years ago when we were here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just one of those things for – Just something to do, right? Something to do. Like, yeah, eh, you know. Um, I didn't – Obviously, I didn't score well enough to uh, to get the job. I think I was like 300 on the list. Mm-hmm. I forgot what my score was in the mid-80s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would have taken it, though, to give up. We were right on the brink of 10 years here. Yeah, yeah. And it was like to give up, that's a lot of time. Yeah, that's a lot of time to give back to to, to be homesick, to yeah, go home. Yeah, and to start over. Yeah. Um. And obviously, I have a wife and kids, and my wife is from here. So now to uproot her, eh, yeah, to take her yes. back there, that wouldn't yes. be because I'm the one that came here. So <laughs> okay, so that's a that's a kind of a great segue that you lead me into meeting people. When we first got here, we used to just get in the car and get lost. Like literally, people say get lost. That's what we would do. We would yes. just get in and say, and and one thing that I have is like a great sense of direction. So it's like really hard for me to get lost. And I had no sense of direction then. <laughs> so I like just and you always drove because you won't. You the only one that had a car. I didn't have a car when I first came. I'm like turn this way, turn that way, and we would just hang out and that was our weekend. Our just Friday night was go get pizza after go, the academy. Yep, go we get would pizza. test. Every uh, every place that was known, yes, and we would try until we found what our uh, our favorite was. Yep, and then pretty much drink a lot of beer. Yep, yep. and drink, then drink come, a lot of beer, and, and then come Saturday, go drive around and get lost, <laughs> get lost, and then Sunday we have to get get our um get back together so Monday we could wake up and go be academy. Yeah, go be bright candidates, eye, bright eyed and bushy tail. Exactly. It was ooh, it was something else. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that again man looking back at it though even though everybody complained at that time when you look back at it like man that was a blast yeah that was it was a blast that was that was awesome yeah. and right at the time while you there monday through friday it's it like oh my god why did i do this <laughs> this is horrible yes calling home telling people oh my god what did i do but i mean when i left i um I didn't just burn up bridges. I like blew them up. I, I took dynamite to them because oh. I wanted to make sure I didn't have the ability to come back. Like I didn't insult anybody. Like oh, I hate you and you stink. I just quit. Like for real. Like hey, I'm out. I'm done. Funny story. So um, when I cl- quit Cleveland EMS, now that you bring that up, okay. Uh, as you know, they used to have like mandatory overtime and all that, and they were on these uh, eight-hour shifts, six mm-hmm. days in a row. And on top of those 
eight-hour shifts, six days in a row, you'd get mandated. So sometimes you were working 16 hours multiple days in a row. Mm. And I was trying to pack my house so that way I could take this job, you know, uh, 700 miles away. So I had a lot to do, and I was trying to get my house ready to rent out too. Um, so I was... Well, needless to say, I was abusing the sick time, calling mm-hmm. in, so that way I could finish. I was remodeling a bathroom, mm-hmm. and they called me the one day to, uh, and I already put my two-week notice in. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be a good boy. So they called, and they're like, hey, um, you're mandated for the night shift. And I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> and they're like, no, you don't understand. You don't you're, understand. You're, you're mandated, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So then they started, okay, per general order, you're refusing your mandation, blah, blah, blah. And I was on the phone with the captain. I was like, you know what? I was like, you know, I already put my notice in. She's like, yes, I know. I was like, I quit. (laughs) And she's like, you quit right here? And I was like, yes. And she's like, well, you need to get out of the rig and then walk home. I was like, at, I don't know, what was it? Probably 1055. Mm -hmm. And it was probably, it was in a rough area. I'm like, you're going to, and we had those, those bright blue Blue shirts shirts, with the badge. I was like, you're going to put me out, white boy out in the middle of the hood, (laughs) looking like a cop. (laughs) And she's like, and all of a sudden I hear on the radio, medic 15, you're out of service. <laughs> and then I got the phone call, go back to base. <laughs> and then they called and they're like, are you sure you're quitting? I'm like, I already unpacked my locker. Yeah, there you go. So you. So I burned you, that bridge. You took dynamite to it as well. Yes. You took, yep. forget burn it. You took gasoline, lit it like the um, coyote chasing the. Chasing the rope, right? And then <laughs> when I was in Memphis, the union called and asked if I would talk to the paper. Um about all to the plane dealer about all the mandation and forced overtime and mm-hmm. all they wanted to do a segment about how everybody was leaving EMS to go to Memphis. Now the plane dealer is the Cleveland newspaper. Just explain it for some of the listeners. That's uh, the major yes. newspaper in Cleveland. Yes, exactly. Okay. And they just wanted to get your opinion on how everything was going and why everybody was the mass exodus. That's you. Yep. Yep, okay. the mass exodus. That's exactly what it was. Okay. Well, that's that's understandable. I mean, at the end of the day, you do have to treat your employees with. It's your greatest asset. It, there you go. You're nothing without them. Spoken like a true business owner. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we'll get to that too. So we're going to be hiring next summer. Now that you bring that up. <laughs> like I said, we'll get there. Um, we kind of got off. I wanted to talk about. You said you got married here, and you have a wife and kids here, and meeting people and everything. So, just how, how did that go for you when you first moved to a whole new area? Not not just here, but Memphis as well. Meeting people. Uh, one thing that made it easier is your. We were literally working for the largest frat club around. <laughs> I mean, we had how many different firemen all in the same boat yeah. in the academy? Yeah. It would be a total different story if you were taking a job and you're Monday through Friday sitting in an office in a cubicle. Right. Um, our line of work made it a lot easier. Right. A lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. So we made a lot of good friends in the academy as well. Yes. People we still talk to all the time, and it's it's awesome. I mean, this truly is, like you said, like the biggest frat house fraternity Um What's the one sorority for for women? It's just yes. just the fact that we get to meet so many people that become family is awesome. Um, and that's when you bring that up, like when you're uh, when you're not a kid anymore, and you realize that that like you can have a friend that you don't see or talk to for two, three years, but mm-hmm. then you see them, 
and you pick up right where you right left where off. you left off. And you know what? That that brings me to another point. I was talking about how close we are. It's like your BFFs are my BFFs. I like know. <laughs> I oh know yes. Your your friends and you know my friends. You know. My best buddies, I know your best buddies, and it's cool. Then when I see you, I say, hey, how's your um, buddy doing? Oh, he's doing this. He having kids. He got a new job, just all this other kind of stuff. And they all cool because they all just regular people and regular guys. So yes. you get the opportunity to expand your horizons a, a bit more. And that's what I was always about anyway is meeting new people. So we, we, we did have fun doing that when we got here. So – Memphis, just a little bit more on Memphis, then we'll come back up to Chicago. Memphis in May. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, it's a one-month-long um, extravaganza. Every week they have, like, a different focus. Um, the big one is the Barbecue Fest. Okay. That one, um, that was good. I don't even remember what the other events were. That was the only one I really cared about. That's the only one I wanted to go to. I wanted yes. to go back, to go with you just to go to Memphis in May. Yes, I was only at it the one time, the one summer I was down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a great time. I Once again, I drank a lot of beer and I ate a lot of ribs. Okay. And I, and I had a I had a good time. What more could you do? Yes. I mean, what more is it to do? That's it. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> literally like, I think, um, the... Uh, a world, I think it's worldwide that it's a, a barbecue, um, barbecue, just an fest. event, yeah, yeah just event. a barbecue. Who, fest. Who's making the best ribs now? Um, hobby wise, because I know you're like really big into cars, like that was you and your dad's thing, it still is your thing, um, cars and all that. Didn't they have like a car, um, portion to Memphis and May, or was it just the fact that you wanted to drive down there really fast? In your car, uh, I probably just that I wanted to drive really fast. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Okay, I w- the, the only one I remember is the barbecue fest. Okay, I know, I know, because me and you were talking about going one time, um, but like we didn't have May um, furloughs or vacations okay. or anything, and we we were like we should go to Memphis in May. Yeah, this is when you had the bullet, and we were like we should just drive it down there and then hang out and and figure out how to come back, and we never did it, but. It, it would have been fun. Beer, beer and barbecue and fast cars. That's Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we would have added to it a little whiskey. Hey, you, oh, man. Now you're really talking about partying, partying it up. So now we out of Memphis. We're up here in Chicago. And like you said, we got to meet a lot of people, got to hang out with each other. So even before that, we worked together um, at two part-time departments together. Yes. Um the area in Cleveland, they have a lot of different small departments, and we worked together at um, Highland Hills and at Woodmere. So we knew each other from there, and, and a lot of people took that test. Like pretty much everybody on the departments that didn't have a full-time job came here to take the test. And I remember only me and you got got cards and like and I I was talking to one of my other buddies and he said Jake got a card too I said give me his number because I didn't even (laughs) I didn't even have your number I called you up and said hey you going you gonna take this you gonna take the job if they call you said yep say want to be roommates yep and then we just started looking for uh, places Walker yep Tony I've been well when Tony found he I've been trying to get him on um like zoom but he refuses he said I only want to go in studio so when he find, when when all the when COVID life is 
over and people can travel back again. Oh, that's a that'd be a long podcast. <laughs> Can't wait for that to be over. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, COVID is is something else. We we won't even get to that right now. But anyway, up here, up in Chicago, we found a nice place. We found a decent place. We we got out. We got to meet people. You have to tell us about your BFF pup that you brought with you that went everywhere with you. Oh, man, Lexi. Yes. I had Lexi forever. Uh, I got her when I was 21, and we, uh, we put her down like four or five years ago. So the dog was literally in Cleveland with me, mm-hmm. in Memphis, mm-hmm. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew you. Yep. I used to bring her to the firehouse. Mm-hmm. I used to bring her to your firehouse. Mm-hmm. That yeah. dog's been everywhere. That dog was every, and the, and the dog was such a ham because she would take pictures, like she would pose perfect, like she knew when the camera was out. Yes, <laughs> remember that um, when we were living off Damon mm-hmm. with Matt, mm-hmm. and you're like, I bet if we take this towel and put it on the center of the floor. She will go and sit on it, yep. despite the whole floor, the and whole, she did. And she did, yep, that just because she loves it. And she thought she was a cat, too. Yes. Because she would, like, get on top of couches and, like. Like um, like a cat and sit out the window. Yeah, she would sit out. But the other thing, she used to try to sneak up on stuff. And it's like, you are too big to sneak up on other. And then you said, Matt, that's our other buddy. This episode was going to be called the tripod episode because because okay. Matt was supposed to be here. But we're going to try and wrangle him another day. I tell everybody when they ask me about podcast guests, I say it's like trying to wrangle wild horses, trying to get people to come on, cause just trying to coordinate schedules and everything. So also I have to thank the producer for letting me in like, on the late night, because I'm like, hey, you think you can let me in? Like, oh, yeah, just come on back. So it, it worked out for at least me and you to be able to speak and talk to each other. We just missing. So I guess this is the, will be the bipod episode. Yes, I was just <laughs> thinking that. But it, it was it was me and you before we um, moved in with Matt as well. So I guess it's kind of only fitting that. But then Matt came along, and he had a dog. He has a dog. And his dog kind of breathed new life into Lexi and, like, kind of woke Lexi up. Yes. So Russell. Tell, right, Russell. So tell us, like, like like you said, that dog was, like, really meant something to you and always say, you white people and, you, and your dogs, y'all always love each other. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, I remember you were saying, like, no, she belongs on a farm like an animal. And I'm like, Lexi, come on, we're going to bed. You sleep in my bed, get under these covers with me. Right, exactly. He said, Lexi, and then Lexi Byros, just the fact that she had a last name. I'm yes. like, okay, I'm, I'm, I was learning new stuff every second. Like, dogs, in the, well, I shouldn't say dogs in the hood, but. They're just dogs. Like, white people's dogs are, like, really family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, and that's she fine. and Lexi, she was a hood dog. Remember, I got her from Double Grubble. Yes, Double Grubble. Double Grubble, yes. and she used to eat gravy train. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she was a hood dog. That's why That's why we got, me and Lexi got along so well. If I can find a picture, I'm going to put that one picture because you were talking about our nights, and we would go out and we would have I know fun. exactly which one you're thinking of. You're hungover, and she's laying in bed with you. She's laying in bed, sitting right next to me like. It was the only time you'd ever let a dog in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> and right, we, and we were on, like, different different shifts by then, and, and she, 
she, you would come home, say, Lexi, where are you? And she would just run out of my room, and it was it was awesome. So we had a – that first place we moved to, we had a good time. We were the first people to live there because it was a new construction building, and they were renting them out. And I got the room, and you got the garage spot. And that was – Yes. That was cool. We had, a, we had a lot of good times. And then the guy, he told us, oh, yeah, it's a nice neighborhood. And then we got there, and we realized that there was nothing to do. Yes. And <laughs> every morning it was a bunch of cars that were always hit. Yes. From all the drunks driving by. Yes. And when I finally did get a car, they broke in my car. And, in fact, my buddy, one of my best buddies from East Cleveland, helped me move up here. And we had no idea where to park. Remember, he parked in the back and they broke in his car. Yes, I that remember that. first night there. And we're like, oh, no, this is not a good start. This is how we starting off our time in Chicago by getting our cars broke in. So that was that was interesting, too. Mike Pollock, thanks again for helping me move and getting your car broken into. I really apologize. And he had like the nicest car. That's probably why it was like broke a suburban it. or something like that. Yeah, it was it was a it was dope. And he he always had the best cars. He. Still does now. So, so we are. We, we were here. We were in Chicago. We was in the academy. We was hanging out. Tell me about. Give me some some of your fire career now. Like which what you did moving around wise in within the fire department. Uh, once I've, we got, I've jumped around street. a little bit. Uh, out of the academy, I went to Engine Four, mm-hmm. the old Cabrini Green. It was a good house. Um, we didn't actually do a whole lot of fire. Mm-hmm. It was just more automatic alarms and ambulance calls and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there, then I went to Engine 99. It was in a better battalion, and they at least got some fires. But mm-hmm. I was still a medic, so I used to get detailed all the time. Right. So I was never really there that often. Right. So then after that, I went south, and I dropped my medic. Mm-hmm. I went to Truck 42. Mm-hmm. And uh, got great experience there. Worked with a great bunch of guys. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just wanting to get closer to home. So then I went to uh, Truck 35. Okay. So, and except for Truck 35, I've worked for you at every, <laughs> because you like my lad, you like my go-to guy. Like when oh. I need something. Well, like, hey. well, it sounds like we got to do a trade now so you can come <laughs> on over. I, I absolutely do. And then yeah, you can work with Matt because me and Matt work on the same company now. Um, together, but yes, you like when like it, I really, really, really need a day. Like, hey, please help me out. You always help me out. You even worked the Super Bowl for me one year. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's because that's how good of a guy you are. Yep, you're a good dude. Yep. Thank you. No problem. Again, and now everybody can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the world can hear me. Thank you. But yeah, you you hooked me up that way too. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get a bunch of phone calls. Hey, you want to work nope. the Super Bowl for me this year? No, only me. <laughs> <laughs> only only me. But that's 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 awesome. The fact that you like I said, we got to hang out and got to do stuff. And all those houses you went to were really great. Like I remember when we first went, we first got out of the academy, and you went to Engine Four, and that crew over there, they were just something else. They were crazy. And they were funny. Remember, I even went on a different shift. Yeah. And you remember the one officer, Singleton, or it was a, a different shift, and they said something about my roommate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, where's he at? And they asked where you were at. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, he's in the car. And they're like, I don't know if they knew you were black. 
And then they're like, you didn't let him in because he's black? You made him sit in the car? <laughs> I and then, you both came in and we were both laughing. Yeah. Right from the, right from the right start. Right from the get-go. They used to call me Black Sean because yes. um, Rescue Me Rescue me was the show at the time. And, and the guy on the show was Black Sean. Um, Lorenz Tate was the was the actor and and. He was Black Sean, and they, yes. and they just say, "Oh, you're Black Sean." Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they were that show was on the other day, and we were actually talking about it. Oh, okay, that, you know, Chicago Fire. I know people like it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't even come close to Rescue Me. You you know what? I'm gonna Chicago Fire keeps a lot of people employed, so I'm with it just yes. for for that aspect. In fact, I just thought of something. You were on Chicago Fire. Oh you, yes, you yeah. even had a head nod. Yeah, I did the. Uh, I was a stunt double for Casey. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That, right. That was the one where I got. You know, I was like VIP. I was uh, in my own trailer. They were doing my makeup. And all <laughs> I had to sign a contract. The whole nine yards. Oh wow! You ain't tell me about all that. Yeah. That's fun. That, that's that's one of the cool things about um, being in the city, being in Chicago. We get those opportunities. I remember I worked on a set, and. Nothing happened. We just kind of sat there and hung out all day. But just getting to see how stuff is produced, it was just cool to me. So you were, like, on the show for real, for real. I did it uh, pretty often for uh-huh. I don't know how long. But then I basically before I had a wife wife and kids because they would call you the night before, hey, can you come in the next day at 7 a.m.? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, once you have a wife and kids, like, you don't have that flexibility to right. just on a – whims notice to go to just get up and go and, yeah because then something. i had to have like regular steady side jobs not just inconsistent that one you'd work regularly for you know three months and then nothing for another three months right 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 i got you so well another segue talk to us about your business now the one that you're going to be hiring next summer for oh okay um so a couple of years ago actually well, here, it makes the story even longer. Oh, I'm with it. When you decided to be a grown-up and you moved out from Matt and I, yes. um, <laughs> Matt's buddy, Mark, took your uh, spot. Yep. So Mark got hired in Skokie. So he's a Skokie fireman, and I was catching up with him the one day. I'm like, how do you like it? He's like, I like it. He's like, everybody here washes windows and cleans gutters. That's like the go-to. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, this guy here, um, he wants me to take over. He's like, I don't really want want to do that. And I'm like, really? My wife's a stay-at-home mom, so and I've always wanted to own my own business, so mm-hmm. all the you know the lights are going off. Yeah, I'm like, give him my info. So I gave him my uh, met him, and I worked with him for one year. Then the following year, I was in charge, but he helped me out. And then the last two years, I've just been on my own. Okay, and uh, it's a small company, but it's growing. Okay, that's and what we're looking for. I'm hoping next year to evolve it a little bit into like pressure washing and soft house washing there you go okay i'm with that that's now how involved is that is that like an extra anything you have to do or is it just kind of it's more more equipment the equipment's expensive okay and then like soft house washing it's basically for like algae mold all that stuff that can be on your siding and your roof okay so you're basically hitting it with you're using low pressure mm-hmm. and essentially pool bleach. Okay, so it's PM for your home. PM, preventive maintenance. Yes, making sure nothing happens to your house. Making yep. sure your house stays. Yes, when you get the, all that algae on your roof, it actually gets underneath your um, roof shingles and your tiles, and it actually like degrades the uh, asphalt granules, and okay. so it's you're 
going to wear your roof out a lot faster. Okay. Well, when everyone hears this, got to make sure they hit you up. We got that sponsorship for you on the other episode. We will make sure to mention it again and give out all your info so that you can hit Jacob and he can hire some people because that's the end goal. Well, not the end goal, but that's one of the goals in the business is to hire some people, right? Absolutely. Okay. Always want to grow. Always want to get going and get things moving. Okay. So you said you went to Truck 42, got a lot of experience there. 99, I remember I worked for you one day at 99, and we had the biggest fire in the history of fires at the time. And I, I went home the next day and slept the rest of my life away because I said, oh, my God, I'm never working for you ever again. But we we, we still work for each other. Um, truck 42. So I am I went to a truck out of the academy. I love trucks. So I'm just a truck person. Sorry. But tell me about some of the experience that you got there. Like now you have two engines, two trucks. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I like being on a truck. Okay. Um, and I remember when I, you know, the whole joke, truck guys aren't always the brightest. Okay. And uh, actually, Rich Wyman, when I was uh, at Engine 4, uh-huh. I did something that wasn't the smartest. And, <laughs> and he was the first person to tell me, he's like, you're going to make a good truck guy. <laughs> that sounds like a Richie thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, trucks better. Tell me, tell me, like, I just some truck 42, truck 35. Uh, truck 42, it's it's a great house, great bunch of guys. I don't miss, we used to do a, a lot of invalids, um, and the nights there were pretty rough. Okay. Um, but I definitely got some good experience. Okay. I, like I said, I worked for you there. Sorry. I worked for you there um, one time, and it's, it's like every time I work for you somewhere, we catch a fire, except for four. I think that's the only place I did And they probably still haven't gone to one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Um <laughs> Yesterday was a pretty big fire for everybody, and a lot of people got moved around. Yeah, I saw that engine thirty eight. Yeah, it just it was it was a lot for everyone. So I, I'm like I said, we we all get we all get our times to shine. If a, if it's a water carnival or not, it's, yes, it, we still get to hang out at fires. So now at truck thirty five, truck thirty five is another good truck, and again with great experience, a great house, and I know they have like great tradition as far as um they have like a engine 76 the uh summer picnic yes, yes. okay but i unfortunately COVID. haven't been able to go to it because this year was covid yes and the uh, previous year it was actually on our shift okay okay so looking forward to it when everything opens back up coming, yes. coming down in the future okay well jake that's pretty much your whole career up to now any additional aspirations anything that you want to do anything that you're looking forward to i know we got the business we're looking forward to what else are we looking forward to that's pretty much it just the business yeah okay yeah, just the business and just hanging out being firemen yeah hanging out being firemen it's like the best job ever oh yeah absolutely the best job in the world to, to me, me. <laughs> yes yep so that's like all those little jokes or little inside things that we have because we would literally come home every day and say, did you have this happen to you? Did this happen to you? And we could sit around and tell stories to each other about 
academy stuff all day, but I don't know if that would be interesting to everybody out there. Everybody would be wondering why we're laughing so hard. <laughs> exactly. But one quick story I will tell, because um, we were separated by last names, and I remember one time you were in a B group, and somebody did something with a C or a B last name. I won't say who they are. No names, please. Okay. <laughs> but I remember we came back because they would split us up to do different things. Like we would do driver's training. We would do um, EMS ride time. We would do fire ride time. And I remember we came in the building one day. I walked in the door, and I happened to be in the front of the line. And I saw you, and you guys were working out so hard, and you had on all your nice clothes, but they were all sweaty from you guys I remember out. that. <laughs> now, when you first started and you said you weren't going to say names, I was like, who is that? Who, who are you now, talking about? Now I know. Now you know, yep. right, yeah. Yep, we got lit up. Yes. To where we were on those slick tiles, yes. and the sweat was just pouring, and our <laughs> we, we were doing like bear crawls, and we just we couldn't even... We just fallen. <laughs> Couldn't even bear crawl anymore. Yeah, everything was just sweat. Okay. So if you wanna know, you can like hit me up. You can email me and then I'll tell you more of the story, but like kinda like leave them wanting more. But the point is, I walked in, I saw you, y'all was getting lit up. I turned around so fast and walked away from that room. <laughs> I said, I don't want whatever they have going on in there, I don't want nothing to do with that. That was a good Good move. Smart move. And then when I saw you later that day, I said, what happened? Man, this, this, this. And then it was just cussing and fussing. But now we look back on those times, and they were all good and all fun. Oh, yeah, looking back at it. Yep. Okay. Well, Jake, again, I appreciate you coming on. I really thank you for coming to hang out with me, seeing what we do here. Um, why don't you give your information for your company so people can hit you up for a window washer, gutter cleaning, soft wash, anything they need? Okay, uh, thanks. Um, my name is Jacob Byros. You can always uh, call or text. It's uh, 216-702-4061. I hung on to that Cleveland number okay. as we talked about. Um, and you can always find me on uh, Facebook as well. Okay. Now, one other thing before I let you go, um, and it's the way I remember your number. It's so crazy. So, 216, Cleveland area code. Do you know 702 is the Vegas area code? I do. Okay. Yeah, we used to be a group, an R&B group, 702. Anyway, 702, that Vegas number, and then your mom stayed in Vegas. So, that's how I remembered it was a Vegas area code. That's why you're a perfect truck guy, because you see, you put you put the 216 with the 702. You, <laughs> <laughs> easy way to remember it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. 216-702-4061, Jake's window, washer and window Washing and Gutter Cleaning Services, and get the algae from under your roof, because we don't want it to deteriorate, and then you have to call somebody else, so just get some PM done to your crib. With all that being said, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. We got to do this again when we get the whole tripod, not just the bipod. And other than that, have a good night. And now let's hang out some more and tell stories. Cool. Thanks for inviting me. I enjoyed it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How's that, Daddy?